Day 168 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Proverbs Chapter 15, verse 1 to 10. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life, a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline, whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined, Whoever hates correction will die. Acts chapter 11 verse 19 to chapter 12 verse 19a. Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, Antioch, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul, but when he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets travelled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judah, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. 
Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after Passover, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realise it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realised this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John, Mark, where, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and the servant girl, named Rhoda, came to open it. When she recognised Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided, it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said, and then he went to another place. At dawn there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him, and when he couldn't be found, Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Kings chapter 2 verse 13 to chapter 3 verse 15. One day Adonijah, whose mother was Agith, came to see Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Have you come with peaceful intentions? she asked him. Yes, he said, I come in peace. In fact, I have a favour to ask of you. What is it? she asked. He replied, as you know, the kingdom was rightfully mine. All Israel wanted me to be the next king, but the tables were turned and the kingdom went to my brother instead, for that is the way the Lord wanted it. So now I have just one favour to ask of you. Please don't turn me down. What is it? she asked. He replied, Speak to King Solomon on my behalf, for I know he will do anything you request. Ask him to let me marry Abishag, the girl from Shonem. All right, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak on Adonijah's behalf. The king rose from his throne to meet her and he bowed down before her. When he sat down on his throne again, the king ordered that a throne be brought for his mother and she sat at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. I hope you won't turn me down. 
"'What is it, my mother?' he asked. "'You know I won't refuse you.' "'Then let your brother Adonijah marry Abishag, the girl from Shoemen. Sho sh shunem <laughs> she replied. "'How could you possibly ask me to give Abishag to, to Adonijah?' King Solomon demanded. "'You might as well ask me to give him the kingdom. "'You know that he is my older brother.' and that he has Abiathar the priest and Joab son of Zariah on his side. Then King Solomon made a vow before the Lord, May God strike me or even kill me, if Adonijah has not sealed his fate with this request. The Lord has confirmed me and placed me on the throne for my father David, and he has established my dynasty, as he promised. So as surely as the Lord lives, Adonijah will die this very day. So King Solomon ordered Benaniah, son of Je Jehoiada, to execute him, and Adonijah was put to death. Then the king said to Abiathar the priest, Go back to your home with Anathoth. You deserve to die, but I will not kill you now because you carried the ark of the sovereign lord for David my father and you shared all his hardships. So Solomon de de deposed, deposed Abiathar from his position as priest for the Lord, thereby fulfilling the prophecy the Lord had given at Shehol concerning the descendants of Eli. Joab had not joined Absalom's earlier rebellion, but he had joined Adonijah's rebellion. So when Joab heard about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. When this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Benaniah son of Jehoiada, <laughs> Jehoiada, to execute him. Benaniah went to the sacred tent of the Lord and said to Joab, The king orders you to come out. But Joab answered, No, I will die here. So Benaniah returned to the king and told him what Joab had said. Do as he said, the king replied. Kill him there beside the altar and bury him. This will remove the guilt of Joab's senseless murders from me and from my father's family. The Lord will repay him for the murders of two men who were more righteous and better than he. For my father knew nothing about the deaths of Abner, son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa, son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. May their blood be on Joab and his descendants forever. And may the Lord grant peace forever to David, his descendants, his dynasty and his throne. So Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, returned to the sacred tent and killed Joab. And, was, and he was buried at his home in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaniah to command the army in place of Joab, and he installed Zadok the priest to take the place of Abiathar. The king then sent from Shimei and told him, Build a house here in Jerusalem and live there, but don't step outside the city to go anywhere else. On the day you so much as cross the Kidron Valley, you will surely die, and your blood will be on your own head. Shimei replied, Your sentence is fair. I will do whatever my lord the king commands. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to King Akish, son of Macha of Gath. When Shimei learned where they were, he saddled his donkey and went to Gath to search for them. When he found them, he brought them back to Jerusalem. Solomon heard that Shimei had left Jerusalem and had gone to Gath and returned. So the king sent from Shimei and demanded, 
Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you not to go anywhere else or you would surely die? And you replied, The sentence is fair, I will do as you say. Then why haven't you kept your oath to the Lord and obeyed my command? The king also said to Shimei, You certainly remember all the wicked things you did to my father David. May the Lord now bring that evil on your own head. But may I, King Solomon, receive the Lord's blessing, and may one of David's descendants always sit on this throne in the presence of the Lord. Then, at the king's command, Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, took Shimei outside and killed him. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship for a temple honouring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burnt incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon, was at Gibeon. so the king went there and sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? And I... Do What do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am, in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well, and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for long life or wealth or death of your enemies, I will give you what you have asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realised it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. <laughs>